Spencer Cook, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. How are you tonight? Dude, I'm doing so well. I appreciate you guys having me on. This oh. is this is an awesome opportunity. Absolutely, man. We like your insight and the way you you attack the entertainment industry and come at it with a bunch of different views. And, and we're all about that, man. So we can't wait to talk to you. For sure, man. For sure. And what we like to do at the very beginning is ask our guests how they got started in this. And since you're kind of a new area that we're interviewing, you're our first ever like influencer, I guess we could say. So what what made you want to become like an entertainment influencer? Because not a lot of people, if not a lot of people know, because you have a huge, massive following on TikTok. But you talk about movies that are coming out in certain years and you give reviews on your YouTube channel and all these different things. So what made you want to start doing that yeah no it's a good question man so i mean ultimately we all love film right That's and right. and so i've had this podcast since i think january of 2021 maybe mm-hmm. and and i never invested so much time into it until recently so my co-host and i we, we do a lot in regards to film reviews tv reviews film industry updates and then we talk about like life topics mm-hmm. but i was out at uh, dinner with a friend of mine i was like man i think i want to do my own uh, like my own podcast you know i want to continue this other one but i want to do a podcast on just strict like daily film updates mm-hmm. he's like bro why don't you use tiktok by the way i wasn't on tiktok at this time this was right. two months ago <laughs> and and i was like ah i guess you know like that's not a bad idea he's like no think about it he's like if you make these updates in three minutes or less you're going to get way more exposure than you ever would with your sure. podcast. If you did a film update on a podcast, I was like, huh, all right, that sounds kind of cool. And right. so, you know, in my work, so I work with digital marketing. So I was like, oh yeah, I use Adobe premiere. You know, I have a mic, you know, I can kind of compile things together. And so I was like, let's just go to TikTok and let's do it. And so it's funny. Cause I, I follow these, these trust in my opinion, you know, these trusted sources that mm-hmm. share news updates, mm-hmm. you know, regarding film. And I just was, locked in for the longest time. And I was like, why am I not sharing this to other people? Cause I feel like I'm the one going to the websites. Nobody else or very few people are going to the websites. They're sticking to TikTok. They're sticking to Instagram. They're sticking to Facebook, Twitter. And I was like, man, I feel like I could share, you know, some good industry updates and I really like people. And so I feel like I could kind of share my personality a little bit and be open and just kind of talk to people almost as if I'm talking to somebody when I'm making these videos. That's right. And and so that's kind of how it started. And so it's been now, yeah, a month and a half, two months. Um, and I decided the bulk of my content, I wanted to just share film updates. And then, you know, sporadically once a, once a week or whatnot, I'll do a top 10 list of my choice, you know. And and I kind of realized what top 10 list kind of makes people intrigued, which is, you know, the movies that are announced that people don't know about or the TV shows that are announced that people don't know about. But it's ultimately my goal from the very beginning from getting into digital marketing was I wanted to work in film. And I was like, how do I get there? You know, I I tried college. It wasn't, it wasn't my thing. You know, I invested my own money into it and I enjoyed my experience there, but I thought, how am I going to get there without, you know, the whole college degree and, you know, the connections that come from that. I said, cool, let's get into the media world. Let's learn the media world. And I was like, cool, how can I get into film in kind of a trending way? And I was like, well, TikTok is kind of booming. So I was like, let's go to TikTok and let's make videos. And and so it's been really cool because, you know, I've had messages from you guys and I've actually had a couple independent filmmakers who are like, hey, can you review my movies? And it's a really cool opportunity and I don't take that for granted. So in a long story short, that's kind of how it all came to be was me wanting to do a podcast and my friend, you know, very much making a great decision saying, nah, maybe you should turn to TikTok instead. Right. For sure. And I mean, taking advantage of the world that we live in right now, you know, because I mean, social media yeah. is such a big thing. You and I are roughly around the same age. So we basically, you know, 
grew up with these type of platforms and these things like at our disposal. So being able to kind of, I guess, make a living at it, you know, get all this exposure where your opinions are valued and where you have all these people like ourselves and other independent filmmakers who reach out to you and want to hear your thoughts and opinions on their content. I think that's very special and that shows what you're putting out there in the world. Mm -hmm. It's all about positivity and, you know, critiques because we all we don't need somebody to you know just trash it trash it a hundred percent we need somebody to give us that constructive criticism to help us continue forward in this film if it's not yet complete or continuing moving on into the next film so i think that's really special what you're doing man yeah and something that you you kind of made me think about this and i want people to understand like i'm not just waiting for people to reach out to me like i also reach out to fellow people I see on TikTok in the film world that I really admire. And I'm like, yo, maybe we should collaborate, you know, there and you I go. reach out to, you know, different, you know, I reach out to variety, you know, I reach out to different groups within IMDB. Cause I'm like, yo, it's like, just cause you know, maybe you guys have a great podcast. You guys are also reaching out to people, you exactly. know, just right. as much as people are probably reaching out saying, yo, how could, how do I get on this? You mm -hmm. know? So I think there's equal value in saying, Hey, you know, you guys are doing something really great. Is there any way we can collaborate just as much as it is vice versa? Yeah, because in the end, you know, the, the whole platform is meant for networking. That That's what it's yeah. for, you know, and, and it's the greatest possible way to, in this day and age, get exposure for whatever it is that you're trying to do. Uh, now, there's a flip side to that because there always is, right? As good as it is, it can also be bad. Uh, <laughs> talk about that a little bit because, you know, um, like, like not everybody uh, likes what everybody has to say. So, you know, oh, that there, sure. there's, a, there's that negative aspect to it, right? And a lot of people are spewing a lot of crap out there. So uh, talk about that a little bit and then talk about, the, you know, how – because I, uh, like Logan said, I really like how you always seem to bring a positive spin, right? Because if anybody – has done anything that's an accomplishment how many people you know have made a film or have written a script or have done that thing so to just tear somebody apart for something that because you didn't like it it's like but what have you done you know like that's an accomplishment for them and that's where i'm talking about with the negative spin right like it's easy to tear somebody apart you know but to give them positive critique or positivity about something that they've accomplished that's a whole different game yeah. And, you know, before I answer that, you kind of made me think when I go get my haircut, you know, I'll ask the, you know, the professional at the end, I'll say, do you love it? And I feel like they're always thrown off. They're like, uh, <laughs> right. What? And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, you're the artist. If you love it, then I admire it. That's all that matters. Exactly. To me. And so to your credit, you know, everybody's an artist in their own way and they don't want to admit it. Right. I feel like people feel like they're, they're too like bashful. They're like, Oh, I'm not an artist. It's like, no, you are like, we're so unique as individuals. Like human beings are so unique. Mm -hmm. And so to what you're saying is it's funny. Cause I was like, okay, hey, if, if any of these videos ever did well, I was like, I know people are going to comment. I know people are going to, you know, say some things that are not fun. And mm -hmm. honestly, it's been kind of the funniest experience of my life. <laughs> like yeah. I, I look at them and my girlfriend, she'll see me laughing on the couch just cause I like, and I really admire responding to people when they're valuable questions, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I can't respond to everybody, but you know, when people are like, 
<laughs> your eyebrows are too prissy looking, you know, take those veneers out of your mouth. Oh, uh, you know, like, and, and to me, I'm like, wow, you think my teeth are nice? Thank right. you. You think yeah. they're veneers? Yeah. Like that's a, that's a great compliment, you know, but then you have the flip side, you know, where people are like, oh, like not all heroes wear capes, they wear beanies. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of, you know, cool. You know, I guess I'm never, <laughs> wearing, yeah. I'm never making a video without a beanie again. You know, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> right. So, it's now your trademark. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, every video I will say like, and I go through it and I'll try to scroll through and there's a, there's a ton of negative comments, but at the end of the day, I think, I think people find value in sharing an opinion one way or another, whether it's good or bad, they just want to be seen in some type of light. And so whether that's through the eyes of social media, whether that's through the eyes of a creator, you know, it's like you trying to get the attention of your favorite artist. And I'm not saying that I'm like somebody's favorite artist, but like, it's if you're trying to get somebody's attention, you're going to say something outrageous, you know, sure. and there have been some pretty outrageous comments, <laughs> but it's kind of what people are trying to do to, to get somebody to say, Hey, wait a second, let me reply to this real quick. And I feel like I've learned pretty quickly that it's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if mm -hmm. it's not going to be constructive to the conversation in the video, then it's not really going to be worth my time, nor is it going to be worth anybody's time to see, you know, this conversation. And I'm sure you guys see it on your own, you oh, know, absolutely. what you follow on TikTok, you know, even with your own channel, you know, when people even indulge in conversations between them and somebody else, not even me on my own video, mm -hmm. it's almost distracting from the message that's happening in the video. It's like, oh, we're not talking about, we're not talking about race. We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about money. We're talking about this film that's coming out. You know, it's like, yeah, right. it's an yep. interesting conversation. But yeah, I think it's been really cool to kind of understand, you know, the comments that come through and the negativity, but also looking at it through a kind of a light perspective and say, That's you know right. what, like at the end of the day, like people are just going to, they're just going to be them. They're not trying to hurt me by any means. They're just trying to maybe gauge some attention in yeah, one way or another. For Absolutely. sure. And I mean, with putting yourself out there like that, we've been talking about a lot on the podcast is uh, mental health. So with putting yourself out there like that in a very social way, how, how does that affect you? Do you just laugh it off? Like you said, you're scrolling through the comments, try to laugh it off. Or does any of it, any of it like kind of touch a nerve a little bit and just kind of, you know, you have to figure out what to do with that. Good question. I feel like honestly, um, my own like videos, I think like teach me the most with my mental health. Cause like, I'll go watch my first video yeah. and I'm like, man, was I really that bad? Like, <laughs> you know, but, but it's, it's like not, none of the comments make me feel that way. It's almost like me looking at myself like, man, did you not think that this was not like good, you know, but um, to your point, you know, just in the grand aspect of everything, you know, mental health is huge. Mm -hmm. And for me, I actually, so I, I meditate every day. And so, mm -hmm. and I do it a little bit different. I just go on a walk. So I'm staring at my screen all day, every day. Cause I do digital marketing and I need to get away because I work from home. So I'm just, I go on a walk for about 15 to 30 minutes and I, it might sound weird, but I talk to myself, you know, I, I just kind of say, Hey, how are we feeling? You know, are we feeling good? You mm -hmm. know, what's kind of on your mind, what's holding you back. And that in a sense relieves any of that kind of mental buildup that might come from maybe somebody's comments, you know, maybe if I didn't do that, somebody's comments would kind of push me over the edge a little bit. I will say there, you know, there've been moments where, where people make comments that are fully just not involved with the video that make me think, man, was it worth mentioning that? Because it doesn't like, that doesn't apply, right. but I wouldn't say it gets to the point where it like affects my mental health in any way, but that's a great question. For sure, man. For sure. Well, and support system, right? You mentioned the girlfriend, right? It's also extremely yeah. important to have that support system around you when you're dealing with all that kind of stuff. Uh, because without it, it can get pretty tricky and it can get pretty, you know, lonely, like you said. 
Yeah. And you know, it, it, people might make fun of me. I watch golf, you know, I, and I was watching the masters over the weekend yeah. and the announcer was talking about a, a specific player and he's like, yo, he talks to his ball, you know, like he literally talks to his golf ball and he's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do well. All right. Like this whole, we're going to get really close. And he like has an intimate conversation. And it made me think of the way we talk to ourselves, you yeah. know, like, you know, even when I make these videos, it's like, I, I will tell you, it takes many takes, like yeah, probably sure. 30 takes. And people are like, oh, it probably takes you 10 minutes. No, it takes me like an hour and a half to make each right. video. <laughs> and I have to like remind myself on take 20. I'm like, you know, you love talking about this, right? Like you don't have to get so stressed because this is actually really fun to talk about. And I feel like that eases my pain a little mm. bit because I'm like, wow, I actually do love this. Like, why am I stressing so hard on all these OCD perfection type situations when in reality it's conversation I want to have in general. So I think the way you talk to yourself is really valuable too. And people maybe underestimate the value that that might have. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I mean, you brought up the freaking like, you know, having to deal with all these different platforms and having to deal with, you know, the actual numbers and try to be a perfectionist because I know I am definitely and, you know, trying to figure out a perfect time for a podcast. So getting so stressed out and worked up. But then at the end of the day, I sit back and I look at it and I'm like, this is supposed to be something that him and I can just sit down for like an hour and a half and just talk about the entertainment industry and people just find joy in it. So I mean, there's no need to, you know, work myself up this much to try to be a perfectionist (laughs) to try to meet the YouTube perfect algorithm and all this different stuff. So I mean, it, it's a very it's a very interesting balancing act because, yeah, at, at one point, you know, you want to hit, you know, peak views or peak listens or be, peak subscribers. But at the same point, you're like, this is just for fun. This is, you know, to put myself out there like that and to have fun and to bring forth the knowledge that I have about the entertainment industry and give it to other people as well. So I think that is also very yeah, important. Because I feel like if if at some point or at any point it becomes about the likes, about the shares, about the comments, that is bad mental health yeah, waiting to happen right sure. there. I mean, you can't live your life based on on validation from a like on TikTok. I mean, you know, you can't do that. Yep. Um so, but let's bring it back a, a little bit positive because one of the things that's so great about your channel and about what you do is, is the passion that you have for the projects that you talk about, right? So, I want to know: is it the are is your goal to to continue? You said that you you wanted to get into the film industry, you know, that that aspect. Of, is it to be a reviewer of, or are you interested in actually getting into the film industry in some capacity other than just an outsider reviewing? That's a good question. I, so I live, I live kind of by this motto where if it's not a definite, yes, it's a definite no. So if somebody asks you something and you're like, you kind of have to think about it in my opinion, that's no, like if you have to try to convince yourself. And so when I think of like acting, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like, okay, no, like that's not a passion of mine. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, directing, I, I love, I mean, maybe it's just because I admire directors probably more than I admire anybody else, like on a film set. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be really intriguing, but really, you know, I kind of got this idea to make this when I, I follow one person on YouTube, I'm subscribed to literally one person and it's cosmic wonder. They talk, you know, he talks all things Marvel and he gives kind of the same just but he does just marvel updates Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know this guy has a great following he's super authentic he has trusted sources and he gets to go to every single red carpet event for every marvel film and i'm like wow that kind of sounds intriguing to me you know so 
I was thinking, you know, maybe replicating that, but maybe for a variety or for, for somebody else where it's like, Hey, you know, look at my channel, you know, is this something that you see as the demeanor, the energy, the type of person you'd want on your team sharing your information, you know, Mm -hmm. what you have as news, because I would love to be a representative in that way. And so I think there's not a concrete answer to that, but I think more in line with kind of what I'm doing now, because I really enjoy it. You know, it's really fun and I get to meet awesome people like you guys. And it's, it's kind of a cool environment to be around, especially the film industry in general. I mean, really great people, passionate people. And so it's definitely something I want to continue pursuing. Well, and do you remember, and in your own light could become a celebrity yourself. Do you remember, um, army archer from variety? He was legendary status, like, and his. I don't. His I don't know who this th- is. This is. This was a gentleman that, for like his entire life, was variety, and he was the guy on the red carpet interviewing the people at every event, anytime, anywhere. This was the guy, and he grew to legendary status. It's like if you were not interviewed by this guy, you didn't matter. <laughs> like this was the guy you wanted to be in front of you, talking to you, and so. You know, I love that. I love that the goal is, hey, let's get on the red carpet. Let me do this. Let me be this for Variety because I think they haven't had somebody since him that had that personality and that persona and that that ability to draw those people in. And I, I think that's a great goal. You might be that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I live... I live kind of, you know, when I'm choosing maybe a career path, you know, I kind of choose my, I have this one vision in mind and many people are like, yo, I need a ton of money and I need a ton of fame or whatever. In my mind, I just want time, right? Like it's something we literally don't get more of. So if I can do this as my, you know, if I can work on my passion and make it a career and it gives me the time to explore my life and live my life. Great. You know, if it literally gives me a paycheck that literally just allows me to live comfortably and it's nothing more than that. Great. It's my passion and I get to do it. Then I would be all over that, you know, cause I think so many people like you were saying, if you're doing this for the likes, if you're doing it for the followers, if you're doing it for the money, even I don't know if it's really ever going to be something that you genuinely enjoy doing, That's right. but the fact that I, I actually just really love film. I think it's one of the most intriguing topics to ever talk about. And whether you're a film expert or if you're just somebody who goes to the movies once every other month, film relates to you, right? You, you can talk about Beetlejuice two coming out. You can talk All about, right. you know, whatever the case is because you're intrigued by these topics. And so to your point, like, I don't, though I, you know, I'm conscious of it. I don't focus on, Oh, am I going to get this, you know, million to a million views? Am I going to get it to 10 right. million? It's more like, Hey, is this like, is this good content? Because I want it to be, I want it to come across the way that I've read it and that I've learned that this is the news that's coming out. I want people to be able to understand it really well. So it would be really cool to be on the red carpet. Um, I told my girlfriend three, you know, maybe I think it was three years ago. She asked me what my number one bucket list item was. I was like to attend the Oscars, whether it's for me or if it's just to go to an Oscar event, I just want to be there in that room because it'd be an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. For sure. And I mean, you've put out a whole bunch of content recently, like you were just saying. So what would you say is your favorite video that you put out or your favorite review that you've put out? Oh my gosh, you're, you're genuinely going to put me on the spot here. The hard um, questions, man. The hard questions off the dome. That's right. Ooh, um, I, I think I would, I'll tell you right now, the, the top 10 lists are the hardest to make because I'm yeah. very much, I'm, I'm a person that I don't like making like a ton of cuts in yeah. a video. And so it's not like super fluid. I like making a video as close to like good as possible without right. making any cuts. And so the top 10 videos are hard because you have to remember a lot. 
honestly, like if I'm thinking recently, I love the it video because I, I'm a big fan of the first one, you yeah. know, but not the, not the 1980s version, but the one that just came out in 2017. Yeah. Right? And I loved that depiction and the nostalgia that comes with it very much similar to stranger things and the feeling that you have when you watch that show. And so being able to share that as a fan, you know, it's like, guys, yeah, like they're making an it prequel, you know, while the other ones are really cool, but it's almost like, Oh, like, yeah, this is, I like this, but I, I don't love this, you know, series. Right. It's almost like Christopher Nolan releasing Oppenheimer. He's my favorite director. So it's like, yo, like he's coming out with something new. It's really cool to talk about. So I'd say when it comes down to like my favorite videos, probably it, you know, that video that I made about the it prequel series being made at HBO max, that's probably gotta be up there. I love that, man. Yeah. I, Cause I mean, we literally talk about this shit on a daily basis. We probably between <laughs> the both of us, we have like 50 shows that we're watching on every single streamer. <laughs> it is absolutely wild. Wait, I, I need to ask you guys then I need to ask you. I mean, come on. I, I can't be, you know, I can't be given film updates and not ask you a, what your favorite film of all time is. Cause this, Ooh. this is gonna, yeah. And you, and you have to pick one. Okay. You have to. Uh. And what would you say is your current favorite TV show? I'm not going to say all time. Just, Favorite TV show that you're watching right now? Mm, the good stuff. The good stuff. Well, uh, well, the one that inspired me to be a filmmaker, the one who wanted, like, it just made me want to create this type of content because I, like you, Christopher Nolan is my favorite director. So, and Heath Ledger is my all-time favorite actor. So, The Dark Knight, I have to say it because I can watch you that can't, film. You can't go wrong. Literally on repeat every single day, way throughout the year. Like it's it's honestly a perfect film to me. And so, okay, and so here's the thing. Now I'm old school because I'm, um, but yet. It still is the same thing. The film that inspired me to want to be a filmmaker is also superhero related, and it's the granddaddy of them all, Superman the movie. The one to this day, Kevin Feige, still makes people watch before they make a Marvel movie because that's the the bar that everybody has to elevate themselves to. I love that. That tagline was, you'll believe a man could fly. Well, this eight-year-old believed that man was flying, and I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. It's like, I want that to be the magic that I do. And so that inspired me. So it's so funny that, the, you know, the, the the generation difference, but yet superhero, yeah, <laughs> you know, or, sure. or what Hell it was yeah. to inspire. I think it's the magic of that, 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 you know, the b- film and the magic of these characters and like this thing, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, it's it, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. And for TV show, I'm just going to throw out three because these are three that are really impactful to me at the moment. Because him and I are writing a hour-long drama that is loosely based about us, but also, you know, our aspirations and all this different stuff. So something that really helps with our character building and our character dynamic is uh, Suits with uh, Patrick J. Adams, like kind of throwing it back early 2000s, mid-2000s a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Euphoria Season 2, that shit was fucking amazing. And then right now, just watch the latest episode today, uh, Winning Time on HBO Max. Yeah, Winning Time's okay. fantastic. Real quick, before you go into your favorites, <laughs> I have gotten so much, so much shit for talking about how incredible Euphoria Season 2 was. Yeah. Because it it knocked Season 1 so far out of the for park. Sure. Like Season 2 with, first of all, the focus on eight different characters rather than one. Yep. The cinematic journey, the lighting, the music everything involved in that series was so incredibly just driven towards a different direction than they were going in season one. Yeah. And I feel like, cause I posted about this before and people were like, 
uh, bro, you don't even know what you're t- like, you don't know film or you don't know TV. If you think euphoria is like top, you know, if, uh, if it, you think it's up there and I'm like, man, you just need to watch season two. Exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. Okay. So, so my, my three that I'm currently like my favorites right now, current shows, if, if we're going current shows, one is succession. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I just Beautiful. love the whole attack of it. I think it's shot beautifully, written beautifully, everything about it. Um, my next one is, uh, I was so wrong show. Um, huh. I, I was not a fan of Tyler or Bitsy as Superman and Lois on Supergirl. I hated them. I thought they were just, oh, this is, uh, you, you know, I came from Christopher Reeves. I'm like, this sucks. And I was not looking forward to Superman and Lois. I thought this is going to be a disaster. Why are they even doing this? Why are they not giving us Black Canary? <laughs> I mean, uh, Green Arrow and the Black Canaries. Um, I was completely wrong. This show's absolutely brilliant. And it's got to be one of the best written television shows, superhero genre or not, on television right now. The character connection and the and the the background and the building of these characters and the development, unreal. I mean, just from a pure creator standpoint, they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I watch it as not even a superhero show, honestly. I, I'm just That's going into it as, as, a, as a drama <laughs> each week and it's a family drama because the family dynamic with the two sons and all it, it's just i could not have been more wrong and i'm so thrilled that i was and are, then, you, are you D, are you dc or marvel well, oh both I i'm you like, like total okay. comic geek from yeah. the get-go and i'm a huge marvel okay. fan too my my favorite's wolverine like i always has been i was skeptical about hugh but he finally you know him and mangle finally got it right uh at the end um <laughs> <laughs> um but and then billions I cannot praise Billions oh. enough. I just think the show is phenomenal. Is that the new one on Showtime? Uh, well, it's been around now. It's in season oh, six. Really? Yeah, season six. And they just lost one of their main stars. And I thought, oh my gosh, he walks away. What is this show even about now? But it's even better this season without him. They Just the switch in uh, the direction of the show. Um, it's, it's absolutely, br- check it out, dude. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. It's dude, absolutely, I, will. I mean, I didn't know they had six seasons. I feel terrible now. Yeah, no, Paul <laughs> Giamatti, man. He, it just never fails to impress me. Giamatti is just brilliant. He's but, great. Yeah. Koppelman's writing on that show is absolutely, plus throw in Danny Strong. Danny Strong's like always popping in on it, you know, and he's freaking, I love him. He's one of my inspirations. And so yeah, billions, dude, loving it. What about you, man? What What's your all-time favorite movie and your TV show that you're watching right now? Man. Not Euphoria okay, so, Season 2, because you just told us that. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. So my favorite movie, and I literally just don't know if it'll ever change, and I keep I keep an open mind, right? Uh, the Prestige by Christopher Nolan is my mm. favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I think it has the greatest plot twist I've ever seen in my entire life in a film. And Christopher Nolan, I think one of the reasons why he's my favorite director is he, he came out and he said – the reason why I like making movies the way I do is because it makes people need to go see them again because they don't fully comprehend it. Right. And he's like, isn't that the art in making movies is that you want people to see it again, again. rather than yep. just one time and then they're done. And I was like, that's probably the most common sense statement I've ever heard in my life. And yet people are making really shitty movies still. So yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely think the prestige. It, so the prestige is my favorite. Um, I am currently watching Winnie time and it is oh, so well so made. Good. I mean, yeah. Adam McKay, Jonah Hill, like they're doing such a great job with this series. And I love that they did not bring in the NBA at all or the Lakers at all. Like, I think, I think if they brought them in, it would limit so much Mm, from what they can really expand on. For sure. And they're just being real. They're being explicit. They're being raw. And I think that that always brings 
kind of a great light to it. I just started the show and I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be exceptional, but my, my co-host on my podcast, he like lives and dies by it. He's like, dude, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> uh, Se- Severance on Apple TV plus. Mm, um, yeah. I yeah, heard that so one was good. I haven't started I, that one. After the first episode, it's it's really good, yeah. and it definitely has a great, intriguing storyline. And it's cool to see Ben Stiller in a directing chair. Sure, right, right. Exactly. Where's he been? You know, like <laughs> right. I haven't seen Ben Stiller in anything. Like Dodgeball, is that coming back? <laughs> um, that is rumored, but I was almost going to share that. But you know, people would be like, "No, that's not happening." Uh, so I'd say Winning Time. I just finished Bel Air on HBO mm, Max. So it's like a modern adaptation yeah. of Fresh Prince, yeah. which I actually enjoyed better uh, yeah, than I thought too. I would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it was really well made. And, you know, Will Smith being executive producer made sure that they kind of kept that originality. So yeah. that was kind of nice. Um, man, I would say greatest all time. I know we didn't talk about this, but Breaking Bad is my favorite all time. Mm. I just, I, yeah, in my opinion, name a better character contrast throughout the season. You know, you start loving Walt and then you end loving Jesse and yeah. you kind of have this, this turning of tables, I guess yeah. you can say. But there's so many TV shows right now. Like, right. <laughs> no, there's no films and a ton of TV shows. And I'm like, yeah, man, sure. this is like, this is really difficult to keep up. But yeah, I would say Winning Time is the one I'm enjoying the most. I'm a little bit intrigued by Moon Knight because it, it has that originality mm. feel to it. It, it does. That's not, that's not in the same world as all these other TV shows. It reminds me of WandaVision because WandaVision was so original in so my opinion. Absolutely, yeah. And so I really like that it's kind of stepping outside of the Marvel scheme of things. So I'm intrigued. There's a lot of good content out there. Oh, yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. <laughs> and I mean, one that was just super huge recently. And uh, we actually had one of our uh, guests who was in this film, The Batman. What, mm. what did you What did you think about this one? Oh. I mean, I was so skeptical, so skeptical about Robert P. Pat- Battison, as they're calling yes, him. Yeah. Uh, but I Battison. mean, dude, it's so good. I will say you guys having, I, I don't know her name, but I, I saw that and I was like, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, the yeah, fact right. that you had her on yeah. and yeah, Hannah Herzig and she was as cool as it said. She was amazing. Man. Yeah. She was badass. Yeah. She seemed, I mean, I just saw that one little clip and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, first of all, I, I, I'm pretty high up on Robert Pattinson. I just think his performances over the last couple of years have proven himself to be a, a better actor than people perceive him as right but i like it because he, he took a different route you know mm-hmm. i mean he didn't he didn't stick with a-list um performances because he was only sought after for his body and his looks and yeah. he said no i'm gonna go to the independent scene and that's where he really you know showcased mm-hmm. his talent yeah and so seeing him in in you know movies like king with timothy chalamet yep. and even devil all the time with tom holland you know you kind of saw this interesting aspect of robert pattinson that you never saw before and the batman in my opinion was exceptional it's the, in my opinion it's the second best batman of all time behind the dark night um i think it has the yes. most original feel it's the best it's the best look, looking gotham of that oh, i've seen yeah, on screen by far um yeah and i just love all the re- the realistic aspects throughout the film and the score was incredible i mean paul dano as the riddler is like wow like, yeah yeah second to only Heath Ledger as the Joker, in my opinion. So I I had very high hopes and I felt like the Batman delivered on every expectation that I had. Exactly. I completely yeah. agree. And I mean, with you being, because we might have differing opinions out this and it might turn the whole interview right here. <laughs> what you, you're a big fan of Robert P. And so what, what about the lighthouse? Explain the lighthouse to us. Literally, 
the worst movie I've ever they, seen. They they okay good they, okay because Dude, we were struggling no, to stay through it like right. we were just like it what is, is going it is on? It's absolutely crazy you bring this on because so my girlfriend and I we go to movies all the time yes. and we will never leave a movie ever like I don't yeah. care how bad it is. We were twenty minutes into this film and I look at her and I'm like. I know we're not going to, but I really want to leave right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, same. I do too. Same. It was, and you know what scares me is I have such high hopes for the Northman, which yeah. is made by the exact same guy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, please don't be bad like that movie right. because yeah. the lighthouse, for some weird reason, it was like critically acclaimed and it was exactly. very well received. Yeah. Worst movie I've ever seen, probably. Oh, for, for I mean, hands down, it's got to be one of the worst, if not the worst. And and yeah. the whole time, I'm thinking, man, Willem Dafoe and like this story and you see the little clips from it and you're thinking, this is going to be epic. And yeah. then like we were like, what the fuck And is then you this? see the whole like, mermaid shit and you're yeah, like, what, what the is fuck happening? was with that? Like, <laughs> I don't even like, oh my goodness. Man. I mean, it, it didn't have a story to begin with and yeah. then it ends in a completely different world. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Moonfall as well, which... Yeah. 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 Was utterly just so bad. Yeah. And when movies like they take this script and they just go in one direction, you're like, yeah, this is already bad. And then they say, let's just go bad shit crazy at the end. <laughs> right. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Right. It was definitely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I love that. Thank right. goodness. Well, good. I Woo. mean, you're like now the third host of the podcast. Shit. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on, bro. That's fucking like, yeah. Cause we, we did not understand that. We were talking to people outside of the show and outside of the podcast about it. And they're like, Oh, it's great. It's great. I'm like, I don't even know what's going through your brain right now. Maybe we can't be friends. I yeah. don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd like to talk to Patterson about it. Like, what the fuck do you think yeah, about it, bro? Like, like I, I mean, because you know. it has you know, to be some sort of like deep thought process <laughs> about this thing that we just yes, don't understand. There, there are definitely like, if you look at the film, not as like a story, but you look at it like how it was made. Yeah. There's definitely aspects that are beautiful, right? Like the oh, black sure. and white was sure. so authentic. Yeah. And like the different kind of the way they did the production design where it was mm-hmm. very just like, I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't like, fluid it was just very like stagnant with yeah. different production sets yeah. i was like oh i kind of yeah. like how they're doing this the story was just so bad that it yeah. overlooks all of that you yeah. know where you're just like yeah i can't even think about that yeah stuff. if you're a filmmaker and you're looking for filmmaking aspects of it it's fantastic <laughs> but then anything else pulled together if you're looking yeah. for them put it this way if you're looking at it as a film it's it's there's a lot to look at if you're looking at it as a movie, it fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a great way. And to there's a it. difference, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to love about the film. It holy sucks as a movie, though. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Robert P man. just wanted a job, all right? That's he, a- just wanted <laughs> one. He, he, he wanted he to work with Willem Dafoe. Come on. I mean, who doesn't want to work with Willem Dafoe? Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Well, listen, dude, this has been absolutely amazing. We appreciate you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come and get a little crazy with us on the podcast. You freaking rock. Tell everybody where they can follow you because we want them to see your awesome content. Dude, I appreciate you guys for having me. Literally, this is such a fun conversation. I'm very much open to just the smooth, open-ended, real conversations that anybody's willing to have. Um, Yes, I'm on on TikTok. My my handle is at Spennyboy23. I talk all things film. So film updates, we do top 10 lists. I'm on Instagram, same, you know, Spennyboy23. Um, so you can find me there as well. Um, that's mainly the two that I spend the most time on. I am on Facebook. Doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd say I'd say yeah. Give me a follow. Reach out. I'm very much open. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm gonna look at you and I'm saying you're not good enough to reply. No, like right. I 
I reply to everybody because I'm no, I'm no better than anybody else's. Like we're all human go. beings. So, and I feel like you guys probably feel the same way. So. Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but dude. this has been great. I appreciate you guys. Dude, of course, of course. Open invite anytime you ever want to come back on. We have a whole industry news segment that's basically an hour long. We go through each studio and talk about the news that comes out every single week. We have our interview segment. We also have top five segments where, you know, different ones are like top five Leonardo DiCaprio films, top five just Batman projects in general and just different things like that. So I think that would be really fun to have you back mm. on. Um, but, dude, like I said, this was a blast. Open invite anytime. You're welcome, man. Don't tempt me with a good time. Right. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, take care, and we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good one, guys. You yeah, too, man. You too, man. See ya.